Hallelujah. And there will be impartations. And there will be, uh, and you know, every time you get hands laid on you, uh, something is transmitted, something's deposited, things go, you, 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 you get a go up in the things of the Spirit. And, um, you know, one thing I think in the early charismatic days that we, we did a lot of laying on of hands of each other. And I'll tell you another thing we did was we did a lot of prophesying. Hallelujah. Praise God. And prophecy, uh, is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. We need prophecy. So when someone, when the prophecies are coming forth, you know, tie into them with your faith. Hallelujah. And let, and then he, and you need to use prophecy in your own home. You, prophecy is not just something in the church. Hallelujah. Prophecy can be used in your own home and in your prayer time. In fact, it says in the Word, doesn't it, that he let him that pray in tongues pray that he may interpret, which if, pro, uh, uh, praying in tongues, in another place it says that, when you, that uh, tongues with interpretation is equal to prophecy. And so uh, you, need to, you need to begin to speak forth. Hallelujah. Uh, and you'll and you'll just find yourself built up in the Lord as you do that, and and so just speak forth by faith, Hallelujah. One thing about it at home, it doesn't have to be fluent. It doesn't even really have to be fluent in the church, Hallelujah. We, it, it, we don't care if it's fluent; we want it to be powerful, Hallelujah. And so, um, anyway, the, what the Lord gave me instructions tonight to talk about was something that, that Brother Copeland told his grandchildren. And uh, I, I'm always, that stuff like that really gets my attention. And so Brother Copeland told his grandchildren, I think he has quite a lot of them now, doesn't he? Anyway, he told his grandchildren this uh, in the way of counsel or advice. I think they were together for some family event. And he told them this. He said, the destiny of your life is reached in daily obedience. Now, that may be kind of a paraphrase of what he said, but basically, that's what he said, so let me say it again. The destiny of your life is reached in daily obedience. I think too many times, because you know a lot of preachers out there preaching on destiny. In fact, I could name some that that's kind of their theme, uh, and, and that's what they kind of preach on all the time. And that's not bad. I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm just saying I think sometimes we put an emphasis on people, and I think people in the body of Christ, a lot of people are just kind of, uh, stagnant or stunted because they're, they just can't figure out what's, what am I supposed to do with my life? I don't know what my destiny is. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Hallelujah. And I, for a lot of years, I kind of felt that way. It's like, I don't know what I, I'm supposed to do, Lord. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And you know, sometimes uh, you have to walk closer to a picture before you can see it. And you know, sometimes you just can't see what you're supposed to do because you're just not close enough yet. I know finally God gave me that scripture. I guess he got tired of listening to me. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with my life? You know, because we were in the ministry, but sometimes you're in the ministry and you still don't think you're doing what you're supposed to do. And uh, he said, you know that scripture, it says, it doth not yet appear what we shall be. He said, it doth not yet appear what you shall be. <laughs> so I thought, okay, well, I could get satisfied with that. Hallelujah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, so... I think so many times we're focused on what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. But the truth is that if we would just focus on the daily obedience, you just automatically get there. Do you know what I'm saying? And so uh, I read that he said this about the destiny of your life is reached in daily obedience and went on to say something to this effect that, you know, if you obey all day today, if you just obey God all day today, then at the end of the day, uh, you're, you, you've, you're in God's will. And if, and, but think about it. If you don't obey all day today, 
at the end of the day, you've just, you've just missed it and you just can't even, sometimes, and I felt that way before when I, did you ever get to the end of the day and you just like, God, this was just, this day was just awful. I just didn't do what I know I'm called to do, what I know I'm supposed to do. I didn't get it done. And oh God, I just can't wait till tomorrow so I can start over. I have felt that way many times. And so, but if I obey all day long today, if I obey God at the end of the day, I'm in God's will. And if you think about that, if you do this for a whole week, if you obey God every day for a whole week, at the end of of the week, you are Think about, think about how much in God's will you are. And if you do this all over a period of 10 or 20 years where you just obey God every day, just think about how, uh, you know what has happened. You know what's happened? If you obey God every day for 10 or 20 years, what's happened? You've just fulfilled your destiny. You've just done, you, you, you are in the will of God. You've done what he's called you to do, and you didn't even have to figure out what it was. You don't even have to know what it is that he's calling, you know, I'm called to be a prophet to the nations. Well, so many people that say that don't ever, ever get up off their rear. I mean, don't they? You know? And, you know, a lot of people that are like us that are just like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I know one thing I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to get up and go to work this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, you know, I'm supposed to do this at noon, and I think I'm supposed to go here at 5 o'clock, and so I'm going to do that. And at the end of the day, you know how when you've done all you're supposed to do at the end of the day, how good you feel? Hallelujah. And even if, and so uh, we're going to talk about that tonight. <clears throat> So, the question, what am I supposed to do with my life? People in this room are asking that. God, what am I supposed to do for you? I know I'm supposed to do something for you. What am I supposed to do for you? You're supposed to obey God daily. That's it. That's it. All the details will be worked out in that. Every detail will be worked out. And here's what the Holy Ghost said to me as I was meditating on it. He said, he said the body of Christ needs to return to hourly obedience. Now see, we're going beyond daily. Now we've gotten to hourly obedience. And if you think about, okay, there's 24 hours in the day, and if you just get in your mind, that well, first of all, let me say this. This is how the disciples lived. This is what the Holy Ghost showed me. The disciples lived in hourly obedience. And think about it in Acts chapter 3, verse 1, it says, at the hour of prayer, Peter and John. They, they, they What? It's the hour for prayer. Let's go to prayer. Hallelujah. They lived like this. Uh, uh, it, Bible says in Acts, um, I wrote it down, 1728, in Him we live and move and have our being. Living in Him, moving in Him. When He says move, we move. Hallelujah. And the, uh, the Lord just laid this out for me so beautifully. He did it for myself, really. I mean, it really, and it's really helped me. He said, there needs to be a return to hourly obedience where you're constantly looking in your heart for direction. In other words, you're constantly or at least hourly checking in on the promptings of the Holy Ghost. He said, tell the people to start checking in on the promptings of the Holy Ghost more often instead of checking in once or twice a year. Instead of checking in 
uh, once or twice a month or even checking in once a week or checking in once a day on the promptings of the Holy Ghost. Start checking in at least once an hour. Oh, God, what are you prompting me to right now? What, what's, and here's what the Holy Spirit said to me. He said, when you, ha if, when you check in with the Holy Ghost, when you have unction, then obey it. And then God's so good. He said, if you don't have unction, just go with the desires of your heart. And he said, the Holy Spirit told me, and I did not know this till he said, he said, he said, unction always overrides desire. For instance, I might get up this morning and desire, or not this morning, but I might get up some morning and desire to go to University Mall. But if I have unction that says don't go, it overrides desire. Do you see what I'm saying? And in that is my safety. But also in that is my, my, my fulfillment of my destiny. Because if I'm at University Mall and I miss the Holy Ghost appointment, the divine, if I miss, even if I miss something in prayer that I could have said, what if you, what if when you prayed tomorrow, you say something that brings a million dollars into your life? What if just in prayer, divine utterance comes on you and by the Holy Ghost, you say something that totally changes your job or brings a million dollars into your life? Hallelujah. So, 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 in my, in the, so unction always overrides a uh, desire. I'm, I'm reminded of my friend in, uh, right now they live in Vicksburg, but they lived in Kinder, Louisiana at the time. And, uh, the desire was one day uh, to go to Golden Rule. No, not Golden Rule. Golden Corral. To <laughs> God, I don't know why. But in Kinder, Louisiana, this is a little town. Golden Corral is, you know, that's in the next town. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anyway, so anyway, the desire was to go to Golden Corral for lunch and meet some pastors and have good fellowship. Now that, I, I, can, I can understand that because I love to go fellowship with the pastors, you know, and, and, and get with our friends and, and, and have a great meal at, at Jim and Nick's in Birmingham. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what we like to go do. But that was desire. But unction said, I want you to stay and fast and pray. I don't want you to go. So unction overrules desire. And she was smart enough to follow it. And so she told her husband, well, I can't go with you because I'm supposed to stay here and pray and fast. He said, well, I won't go if you're not going. So they stayed and prayed and fasted. And so uh, the Lord and unction told them to go march around the church seven times or something like that. I don't even remember how many times they marched. I know they marched. And they did. Well, that night, some man came to their church. And I don't know if they knew him or not. I don't remember that part. But I know it was a guest. He came and he had sort of a word and I don't know all the details, but he, he said something and the people all rallied together to pay the church off. And there was a man there uh, that's a member of their church uh, and he was evidently very not financially in a good place at that time anyway. And he came up to him and he just repented and said, I am so sorry, but I only had a nickel to give. One nickel, five cents. But I, he said, but I gave it because I felt like I was supposed to, and I'm sorry. I just, I just feel so bad just giving a nickel. But that night, their, their church was paid off exact figures. If he hadn't given his nickel, it wouldn't have been exact. Hallelujah. Now, see, unction overrode desire. Hallelujah.
And of course, if you knew ahead of time, if God said, okay, now, if you go to Golden Corral, you'll get a, you'll get a meal. Not even a real good one at that. But if you, if you go to, if you stay here and fast and pray, you get a paid off church. But, you know, he never tells us that side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants us to be led by the Spirit. He wants us to follow Him. He wants us to obey. Hallelujah. So, um, hallelujah. So we need to constantly look to our heart for direction. And, uh, and when we have unction, we obey it. In other words, even if the unction is, you know, I know I don't, yeah, hate to talk about things like this, but this can get even down into the, the natural things God wants to help us with. Because I like to pray. I pray every morning. I try to pray every morning. And, you know, sometimes I'm more successful at it than others. I will say that. But anyway, I'm, work, I'm working towards it and working at it. And, you know, I like to pray in my pajamas or my robe. But there's mornings that I'm praying and I'm in a good flow and, I, and there's been several times this has happened when I've heard, I've just had this unction, go get dressed. And every time that has happened, just nearly as soon as I get dressed, somebody shows up at my house or, or, or I would have been standing there in my pajamas and somebody would come you know, spray the backyard with chemical or, you know, something. It's like, or even Colin in his hands, his guys that mow for him, they will show up. You know, I don't want to be there in my pajamas at the back door while they're uh, doing that. And so, you know, it's just, but desire was to keep praying. But unction said, go get dressed. Hallelujah. Or the, or the doorbell rings. That's it. And then you know you're scrambling. And so, <laughs> hallelujah. And, or, or you're pretending you're laying low and pretending, you know. <laughs> Do y'all ever lay low and peep out? Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. And pretending maybe they'll think nobody's home. Hallelujah. Uh, anyway. But, you know, but sometimes it's like FedEx and you need to sign for it or, you know, something to that effect. Might be somebody delivering a big check. Be, and so you obey, you, you obey the unction. So unction overrides desire. Um, and in that, in that following of unction, we have our safety and also we have fulfillment of destiny or calling. So turn to 1 John 2.20. We'll look at a scripture about that. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, I want to encourage you tonight to quit thinking about so much. What am I called to do? What am I called to do? What am I supposed to do? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Something like I might know I'm called. Got a prophecy. I know I'm called. I'm called. What am I supposed to do? God don't know what I'm supposed to do. And you know, and you're going. You know, you're going to mess it up if you don't settle down and shut up. And you know why? Because <coughs> I like what Brother Hagen said. He said, "Be better to be behind God than to be out in front of Him." Because if you're, you may be a little behind in your time schedule, but if you're behind, God can lead you. If you're out in front of Him, He can't lead. You're leading. Hallelujah. So better take it a little slow, slow up. Hallelujah. And you don't have to think about it. If you will obey Him hourly <coughs> and daily, end of the year, you'll be in God's will. <coughs> Excuse me. First John 2.20, are you there? But ye, that's you, ye, you are ye. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Now you think about what that means. Ye, you have an unction. You have an unction. You say, I don't have any unction. Yes, you do. You, you let God be true and every man a liar. You are lying if you say you don't have an unction. You have unction. 
you have an unction. And you know what else? Ye, you know all things. So I'll tell you something. Now this is going to shock you. So when ye had that wreck, ye knew you weren't supposed to go there. Because ye know all things. And every Christian that ye went to the World Trade Center that day, ye knew they weren't supposed to be there, but ye just wasn't listening. If they were Christians, now I'm not saying the heathen, I'm talking about Christians. Because ye have an unction and ye know all things. And that job you took you weren't supposed to take, and you know it now, ye knew ye weren't supposed to take it. And that thing you bought you weren't supposed to buy, ye knew ye weren't supposed to buy it. And that dress you never wear that's hanging in your closet, ye knew ye weren't supposed to buy that either. I mean, little things. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. You know. Hallelujah. That word unction is a knowing. You have a knowing. You have a knowing from the Holy One and you know all things. You have a sensor. It's a sensor. It's an inward sensor. And the reason your life's in a mess, if it is, and if it's not, it's the opposite. But if your life is in a mess, ye have not been following your unction and your censor because God always causes you to triumph and prosper. And what a hallelujah when you do what He has called you to do and what the unction says. And when your life is in a mess, you just went on past and said, you know, you just overrode it, you just uh, disregarded it, you disrespected it. <coughs> Or you didn't even know about it. Hallelujah. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Uh, I know one time we sold a house in Seminole to somebody in our church. To the county attorney in our church. And we let him assume the note. Big, big. And he messed up our credit. Because he, 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 he defaulted. Let the house go back. And you know, but see, your mind says the county attorney. And this is not a bit, this is a little county. You know, you'd think, I mean, it's like, maybe, maybe the, I, I guess, anyway, county attorney. You know, you ought to make enough money to make a, just a nominal house payment. But you know, in retrospect, when it was all over and our credit was messed up, and we're uh, repenting and begging God to forgive us and fix it, you know, it's like, you knew, you knew. You knew you knew, and you let your head override what you knew you knew because you were in a hurry. And thank God for repentance, and thank God that He, you know, He worked it out for us. He worked it out. It's it's off our credit now because it's been all those years. But it's also, but even in the years when it was on there, God just helped us. He helped us. It never stopped us. Because Pastor put a gun to his head and said, "Write me a letter." And sign it saying, you did this and it's not my fault. Well, actually, he didn't put the gun to his head, but he did tell him, write me a letter right now. And, and so every time we went to buy a house or something, he just gave him the letter from the county attorney in Gaines County. Hallelujah. But even that was smart. Hallelujah. So God's got a solution if you messed up. It's good news of that. But anyway, <clears throat> you have a knowing, you have a sensor. Know your unction. You need to know your unction. You need to know your unction. You need to know how it feels when God's telling you don't. When God's telling you stop. And you even need to know what it feels. You need to know what it's like when God's saying, do that, do that, do that. So many, you know, God says, uh, you know, give a hundred dollars. 
Well, you know, I don't know if it's God or the devil. Think about it. Does the devil ever want you to give $100? Hallelujah. But it could be your emotions. It could be, it might not, it's not the devil, but it could be your emotions. But you've got to know what your unction's like. You've got to know what your knower, how it, how, how, how it speaks to you. Hallelujah. You need to know your knower, know your unction. You need to be, have a sensitivity to your sensor. And a lot of it's just taking time. And I'll tell you something, a lot of it's just being willing for God to tell you no. So he's like, no, I want that new car, bless God. I want it. You know, you get that new car smell up in your nostrils, and it will literally, it, it, you, you will sign anything. <laughs> like, you know that, what's those cars? Suzuki, I think. Nothing down and $99 a month? I asked Pastor, how many years do you have? That thing, that thing won't have. <laughs> that has got to be a 40-year payout. <laughs> it will be an antique by the time you get that thing paid for. I mean, but they prey on that new car smell thing and I know so you know I'm not saying it's always there you know if you're a little single mom and that's the only solution God may say do it and somehow he'll get you out of it down I've we've had God tell us to do things that were like to my dad who is a banker did not financially make sense you know but it's kind of like okay I'm going to solve your problem this way today and I and I'll I'll get you out of it next two years from now a different way hallelujah so I'm not condemning anybody, but I am telling you that that power of that smell to that new car will cause you to override something that's on the inside of you saying no. So the, here's one of the things the Lord said to me, don't try to force things. Don't try to force things. You know, have you ever tried to make something work? You know, me and Pastor have figured out it took a lot of years that if you just have to, you know, it's supposed to be, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And, you know, everything we've ever gone to do with God, now we had to believe Him and we had to overcome some challenges sometimes and we didn't let the first no stop us. But if every time you, I mean, if it's just cursed, wake up. You know what I'm saying? I know we went to we moved to Birmingham. Well, you know the first mortgage company we went to, they said, "Well, you know, uh, where do you work, Mr. Billings?" Well, I, I have a a, a what do you call it, five hundred one c three. I'm a tax exempt Billings Ministries. You know, okay. And how many years? Because they like you to have about four or five years if you're one of those. Well, we just started ours last month. You know, <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, and you don't have a job, uh, no. And you don't. You just start, and it's like, well, you know, we're not, and we're not going to be able to uh, finance you on that house. And so uh, the realtor just, you know, they realtors just, you know, they don't, you know, we've always had to do all the work for every realtor we've ever had. The only thing they ever did was unlock the front door, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, if you're a realtor, I'm sorry, but that's all they ever did for us. Hallelujah. Because it's just like, oh, well, you, 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 they can't, they won't finance you. That one, you know, because they got one finance company that they got a kickback on, and that's the only one they're going to use. And so Pastor Webb told us, he said, get in the phone book and start going down the list. 
And so Pastor got in the basement of that. No, he's not in the basement. He got in the hotel room because we was living in a hotel. And he just goes down the list until he finds somebody that sparks. So I'm not saying... I'm not saying that there's not challenges and that you don't have to overcome, but I am saying that if, if, if it's just, if nothing's ever working any time, you need to back up because you're trying to force something. Okay, now, next point. You can't negotiate with God. You cannot negotiate with God. A lot of people try to negotiate with him. And here, going back to your hourly obedience, how, how many times do we tell the Holy Ghost, I'll do that later? I mean, we don't say it out loud, but, you know, you're in there doing something, and the Lord says, will not you go pray? And we say, I'll do that later. Or he wakes me up in the middle of the night, and, you know, I want to say, wake me up at 7, <laughs> and I'll do it then. But, you know, you can't ever go back to sleep anyway. You can't talk him into that, hardly. Or how about, I'll do that, God, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll call her, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do that just as soon as I finish this thing. See, you can't negotiate with God. You're not being obedient hourly if you're doing that, and so what's going to happen is you're going to get to the end of the day and you're not in God's will. And you're going to get to the end of the week and you're not in God's will. And you're going to get to the end of your life and you didn't do it. Why? Because you are always trying to negotiate with God. You can't, um, <clears throat> you know, one thing, one little point to bring out here is when you try to argue and negotiate with God, you can get your hip out of socket. Remember, Jacob? Well, I like to see it this way, is you get your whole life out of whack. You get your life out of sync. And I just know a lot of Christians, and I'm not speaking so much about this church, but I, got a lot of, I know a lot of Christians that's just their whole life is just out of sync. It's just like, yeah, it's just like nothing works right. And it's not supposed to be that way, folks. So turn over to Proverbs 3. God still has me on this, and I think it ties in on Proverbs 3 and verse 5. <clears throat> now, this is really good, and this will really help you. This is so, you know, God's easy. The things of God are easy. Think how easy it is just to be obedient hourly. And you know, if God gave you the whole plan of who you are, it'd overwhelm you. You know, if God had told us 20 years ago, now you're going to move to Alabama. Well, my Lord, it scared us to death. It would have. And now I'm not making a negative death confession. I don't like to say that. But that literally would have scared us to death. I mean, it's just like, it would have. We, could not, we had to grow before we could handle it. So God can't show you your destiny. You're, oh, God, show me what I'm going to do. He can't. You couldn't take it. You may be going to Afghanistan. I don't want him to tell me if I'm going. <laughs> Just put me in a box, Pastor. <laughs> when I get there, I'll be okay. Just ship me over there. <laughs> Hallelujah. But there are people that are going, you know. I don't even want him to tell me I'm going to translate you to Afghanistan. I don't want to know. Do you want to know? I do not want to know that. Hallelujah. You're going to just, and I believe we're going to be translated places. And I believe that's how we're going to get it done so fast in these end days. 
And you know, here's the funny part. I was reading about somebody the other day. I don't even remember who it was. But uh, they went uh, to a meeting in a town. And some people came up to them. This was a minister. Uh, and some people, oh, I think it was, uh, I don't even know. I'm not going to tell you who it is. And some people came up to him, a couple, and was just, oh, we're so glad to see you and all this. And she was like, who are they? You know? And, uh, and we, you, we just enjoyed you so much the last time you were here. And she was like, I've never been here before. And she, so later she kind of talked to them about it. And they said, oh, yeah, 15 years ago. And you ministered on so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And she actually did a meeting in a church they were in and never knew she was there. So it's not just that you're going places. You're going to go places and not even know you went. And that's how I want the Afghanistan thing to be. <laughs> just we get to glory and they're all saying, Oh, Miss Debbie, Miss Debbie, so glad you came. And I'm like, Oh, glad to do it. <laughs> Uh, uh, there is a law in West Virginia on the books that preachers are not supposed to tell jokes or say anything funny in church. <laughs> so, hallelujah, but we're not in West Virginia. There is a law in Alabama on the books that you are not supposed to wear a false mustache in church. And we broke that law on hallelujah night. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Some people did. Hallelujah. In Proverbs 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Hallelujah. To trust him. He's been telling us for two weeks now, trust me. Trust me. And if you're going to obey him hourly, you're going to have to trust him. You're going to have to trust him that if you obey him, he'll get the other stuff worked out. If you obey him, he, he'll get this accomplished for you. Hallelujah. If you obey him, he'll work out the financial end of it. You have, you, it all comes down to trust. And to trust is true humility. So we trust him with the order of our day. Sometimes, you know, we even have to trust him. Like I have to trust him sometimes not to pray. Because I need to, he wants me to go do something else instead of praying that morning. Hallelujah, I know that sound, might sound foreign to you, but I have to trust him sometimes not to do that because it gets me out of my little routine, my little thing, and when, when I get out of my routine, I get uh, frustrated because I have a tendency not to be real flexible. Hallelujah, some of you are like that too. Uh, <clears throat> to give someone else responsibility to see to your every need requires trust. See, we're giving God the responsibility to see to our every need. So we let the Holy Spirit lead us. Now, in order to do this, we have to remember the goal. The goal of life, the big picture. And if you haven't figured it out yet, the goal of your life, the whole big picture is to do the will of Father. That's the whole thing. That's the whole goal. That's the whole picture. Jesus said in John 4, 34, he said, My meat is to do the will of him who sent me. I, my meat. That's what satisfies me. That's the picture. That's the destiny. That's it. To do the will of God. To do the will of him who sent me. So we have to remember that, that, that our goal, your goal in life is not to be a millionaire. It's to do the will of God. And if that includes millionaire, then fine. Hallelujah. Your, your goal, in, our goal in life is not to even have a huge church. 
If that's in there, fine. But there's a lot of people compromising to have that. Like uh, Pastor Webb said to us recently, he said, a lot of churches are this wide, they're a mile wide and they're a half inch deep. But the will of God, no, we're here to make disciples. We're here to make you strong. That's the will of God put that in our heart for we ever saw y'all that we were to help people lead the abundant life. John 10, 10, that we were to help people know who they were in Christ. Hallelujah. And so, you know, whatever else that means, that's fine. But our, but, but, but our goal is to do the will of Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> if you start forgetting the goal, you'll start trying to please others. You'll start having a fear of disappointing people. And so in the morning, you'll get up and you, God will say pray and you'll say, yeah, yeah but uh, even, well, Miss Debbie wants me there at 930 in the morning <laughs> to help decorate, you know. And I'm so afraid. Oh, I'm afraid of Miss Debbie. God, you know I'm afraid of her. <laughs> Yeah, because my wrath has been, you know, we've never, it, it, I, well, I, maybe it's a God thing, maybe, but I don't know what it is, but I, we've, I've never chewed anybody out. Now, I wouldn't say I didn't want to, but I have never let my wrath fall on anybody but Pastor and Eric and Colin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Even my, my daughter-in-laws have never seen the wrath of Debbie Billings. And I hope they never, I hope they never do, don't you? <laughs> now watch it. Hallelujah. They, so, so it's like, I don't know why, but, but we're, sometimes we're afraid of people. And we're afraid of disappointing them. But I'll tell you something. Now, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, some people just show up and, it's the de and don't show up and it's the devil. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, but in, and, and it's really hot in here. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> but... Uh, um, uh, but, but you know, when you obey God, He works it out all with everybody else. And if they don't like it, they can lump it. Isn't that right? If your, your mama don't like you because you, you obey God, well, she can lump it. Hallelujah. Because you got to obey God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The goal is not to be or have the best. The goal is to run our race, to finish our course, to run that we might obtain. And the prize is not earthly, it's heavenly. It's spiritual, it's supernatural. And most, you're going to see rewards on the earth. There's no doubt you will be rewarded for what you do right now, in the here and now. But most of your reward is going to show up, like Pastor said this morning, in the millennial reign and in the ages to come. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, praise God. Just Rewards are just going to keep coming to you. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the goal is to do the will of God. In, and, and in doing the will of God, we fulfill our destiny. And there are eternal consequences to obedience. There are eternal consequences. There are eternal consequences for, for a me... As I obey God, but think how it affects my kids when I obey God. Think how it affects them. Just it changed their lives for us to come to Alabama for the good. For the good. Hallelujah. So there's eternal consequences for all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, it changed. It, Eric wouldn't have met Anita if we hadn't come to Alabama. 
It affected her family. Look how it just ripples when you obey God. It's just rippling. It's just rippling throughout the universe for you to obey God. It's awesome. And even just the daily obediences. That person you testify to in the mall. Think that you may not really know. But think how it rip, it's going to ripple down. Hallelujah. To nations. Hallelujah. And you know, we often think of that in the terms of the man that got Billy Graham saved. The, he, my Lord. I mean, you can't even fathom the reward that he's getting just through... Because think about all that Billy Graham's gotten saved and then everybody that they've gotten saved. It's just, it is un, it is, you cannot, you can't go there in your human mind. And you know, you'd be shocked if you knew what you were getting. And you aren't even Billy Graham. You'd be shocked if you could see. Sometimes I'm shocked because people will come up to us and said, we've been listening to your tapes in Oklahoma. And I'm like, I, I can't, you know, somebody told us. <clears throat> this past time we went to Texas. Every time we go, we meet with somebody different. And one of our former church members, who was one of the worst church members we ever had, she was a thorn in our flesh, I'll just tell you. <laughs> went, to, went with my, my mother-in-law somewhere, my stepmother, not my mother-in-law, my stepmother, went with her somewhere, saw this lady. You know, of course, we hugged. And, you know, and I'm not angry with her and everything. And we did have some good times, too. I'm not saying. But she was. And so she, we get back up the house. She calls me. And she said, Miss Debbie, can you come back down here? I want to talk to you. I've been wanting to talk to you. Last time you were here, I saw you at the steak place. And I wanted to talk to you. But I couldn't figure out how to do it with people with us and people with y'all. So could you come back down here or I'll come up there? So I said, well, I'll come down there. So we kind of went down there. And she took me in a little room where she works. And she said, I just wanted to repent to you and tell you I'm so sorry that we were, that I was such a, uh, she said I was, how did she say it? I don't even remember, but something to the effect of I was so immature and I had so many internal problems. I was, and, 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 and you know, and, and, uh, and I was just hard to raise. That's what she said. I'm so sorry I was hard to raise. And, and I just want to repent to you, and I just want to tell you that who we are today, me and my husband, is because of what y'all taught us. Well, hallelujah. And then she said, and you know all the pastor's tapes, old tapes that I have? I listened to them. And I thought, oh my God, we burned ours. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, and you know, if they're blessing you. But you know, sometimes you don't know where all this stuff's rippling to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> now, don't be one of those that when, we, when we're not leaving, but, but in the rapture, after the rapture, you're coming up to heaven us and say, Oh, Miss Debbie, I'm so sorry that, that I was such a hard-headed church member. Don't be one of those, okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Verse, uh, Proverbs, uh, uh, <clears throat> what did I write that down? That seems strange. Uh, turn to Psalm 37. <clears throat> I'll skip that last one. It didn't. Look right. Psalm 37, and we're winding down with this. Kind of winding. Uh, so, you know, your obedience is just powerful. If you just think about it. So it just makes me want to obey, doesn't it, you? Makes me want to check in with the Holy Ghost more. Oh, and so I'm checking in more than I used to. He, he, since he since he began ta teaching me this, I'm just even I'm just more and more reminded to check in with him, check in with my unction. You know, um, 
And just even, you know, not just getting up and blowing out the door. Going to the mall. Just going to the mall. Just blowing out the door. Well, you know, y'all might all slow up just a little bit. And you might could avoid some wrecks and some stuff like that. Just take it easy a little bit. You know, sometimes, and I do do this, you know, I'll get ready to go, and I'll be all ready, and I'll just go sit down for a few minutes. And I really check in my heart and see if it's time to go to work. See if it's time to go to work. Well, I know you've got a boss, and he says, it is time for you to go to work. And if you're late one more time, <laughs> you know. But you might could get up a little earlier so that you didn't have to. You know, if you're coming in late, if you're coming in just at one minute till you're really late anyway, or if you're just coming in on time. So if you got up a little earlier, you might could allow the Holy Ghost some time to direct you when to leave. And you could miss some bad wrecks. There's some bad wrecks out there. Hallelujah. And you might could hesitate a little, and then you might could leave. And you know, if you just get there way early, you can always sit in the car and read your Charles Capps confession book. You know? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> I know some of you are looking at me like a dog with a new pan. Psalm 37, verse 3. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> trust in the Lord. See, we're talking about trust and do good. And so shalt thou dwell in the land, and very thou, verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. <clears throat> this is really important scripture. Trust in him. But I got something else the Holy Ghost wants me to say to you. This morning, just clear as a bell, heard the Holy Ghost say, Tell them to stop saying in their heart or out loud, how are we going to do it? How are we going to pay for Christmas? How are we going to pay those bills off? How are we going to pay that? How are we going to do it? He said, tell them to stop. And I know he's talking to me too. Stop saying, because I may not say how are we going to pay for this, but how are we going to get that done? How in the world are we going to get that done? How are we going to get this done? I don't know how we're going to get that done. He said, stop saying it. Now, listen to me, why? He said, stop saying that. Because, um, you know, you'd think he'd say, you know, when you say, how am I, well, how am I going to get this done? Well, you're not. How are we going to ever get these pills paid off? You're not. How are we going to get all this work done around the house? You're not. How, we are, how, how are we going to pay for Christmas? Did anybody ever have that thought? How are we going to pay for Christmas this year? You're not, but I'll tell you something. Now, see, you all thought he's going to, but that's not the right answer. That's what he showed me. That's not the right answer. He's not going to. You know what he's going to do? It's in verse 5. As you trust him, and as you delight yourself in him, and as you commit your way to him, and trust also in him, he shall bring it to pass. And that's different than he's going to do it. See, he's going to do it kind of insinuates that you can watch him do it and see how he does it and you'll know how he did it and you'll, and you'll, and you know, and all that. But that's not how it is. He's going to bring it to pass. It is so supernatural what he wants to do in our lives. He's going to bring it to pass. In other words, you know, how are you going to pay off your bills? Well, God's going to pay them off. No, he's not. He's going to bring it to pass. 
There's a difference. Did you ever hear in, in the South sometimes we say this? Well, now my mama, she passed last year. And that's really better than, I mean, died is not really correct. Dead, she died. No, not really. She's still alive. She's in heaven. So really, passed is more correct. But don't we say that in Alabama sometimes? Instead of died, we'll say she passed. What does that mean? She left. God's going to bring it to pass. It's going to leave. Are y'all catching this? This is so good. How are you going to get it done? God's going to decorate that Christmas tree. No, he's not. I've tried that before and it don't work. No. Angels decorate that in the middle of the night. No, he's not, but he's going to bring it to pass. He's going to put some super on your natural. He's going to put some super on your natural. How are you going to get that bill paid off? You're not. He's going to bring it to pass as you trust in Him, as you commit to hourly obedience, as you, as you delight yourself in Him and trust also in Him. And hallelujah. Praise God. And as you, as you dwell in the land, hallelujah, hallelujah, and you do good because he, He's leading you, and you delight yourself and you commit to Him, He's just going to bring it to pass. You're going to say, oh, oh well, how, I don't know how we're going to tithe and pay the bills every month. Don't have to figure it out. Don't, hey, you know, you can't, you can't do it on paper a lot of times. I bless you if you are to the place where you can do it on paper. But if you can do it on paper, you're just probably not stretched out far enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No, he's going to bring it to pass. He's going to bring it to pass. I don't know about you, but I like this stuff. I like it. Say, I like it. Are you alive? <laughs> Do you like it? Hallelujah. Did you catch? He's going to bring it to pass. It's going to go away. Hallelujah. It's going to, that, debt, that debt in your life, it's passed. It's going to pass. Hallelujah. He's going to bring it to pass. How's he going to do it? Don't know. Don't have a clue. Don't have to know. Well, I, I need to figure out a payment schedule. I hope you can. <laughs> I hope you can figure one out. But I know situations where it's just like, there ain't no payment schedule that'll work here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, how's it going to happen? He's going to bring it to pass. Thank you, Jesus. Does anybody here believe in the supernatural? Does anybody here believe in the power of God? Thank you, Jesus. Say, He is going to bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. We're going to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. If you hadn't caught it yet, when we pray for you, it'll dawn on you. It'll hit you. It'll Revelation will come.